Pure West Radio. From Fishguard to Freestrap. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. David Paris Police are searching for a missing Haverford West man today. Joshua Lee has gone missing from Haverford West. Anyone who has any information about Joshua should contact the police on 101. The First Minister, Carwin Jones, is backing plans to rename the Second Seven Crossing the Prince of Wales Bridge and gave his blessing months before the announcement was made, it has been revealed. The renaming is to commemorate 50 years since Prince Charles was invested. A petition objecting to the proposal has been signed by 38,000 people. Boat owners and anyone who loves the waterway are invited to register now for the Sea Fairhaven event that's happening around the county in June. The event, which is based around Lorraine and the Clethi Estuary, will raise funds for tall ships Wales who provide bursaries for young people. The nine-day festival of boats and boating will include land-based activities as well and promises to bring many boats and tourists to the area. For further details, see Pure West Radio's Facebook page. An online reporting form set up by Cardiff University Students' Union has led to over 100 records of sexual and relationship abuse in its first year. Students who contact the service are offered advice and signposted to support services. The NUS is now proposing all universities offer a similar scheme. In sport, Lewis Hamilton won the Spanish Grand Prix yesterday, giving the British driver a 17-point lead in the championship. Zef Eisenberg has set a new world record for motorbike speed on sand, having previously survived a major crash that resulted in 11 broken bones in 2016. The Guernsey businessman, aged 45, rode his 350-horsepower supercharged motorbike at 101.5 miles per hour on Pendine Sands on Sunday. It's jazz night on Thursday as a star clarinetist Julian Mark Stringle is performing at the Plas Hervid Hotel Narbuth as part of the Span Jazz season. Julian is a huge star of the clarinet and he's playing with the John Gibbon Trio. It all starts at 8pm. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
when you stray No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange All right, yeah When you're the West Files. <laughs> They're strange and we're back, back to the basement of Pure West Radio because it's the only place they let us go. And you're listening to The West Files and tonight we have a news announcement to kick off the show because our guests who should be investigating the paranormal have been spooked out and are actually with me now in the studio instead of coming up in a little while once they finish doing battle with the other side so um you have an announcement though uh, but i've got to introduce you first lynn cheryl perfect and james good evening steve who is the tech guy of yeah. west coast paranormal investigators so we'll be finding out what spooked them so good evening good evening steve thank you for having us i didn't put the slider up there, you did didn't saves <laughs> <laughs> you right so what went wrong? Uh, nothing went wrong. Uh, basically, what happened is tonight, as we went to the, um, it was a secret location in Pembrokeshire, uh, there was a lot of activity there. So straight away, uh, we could feel the energies. Uh, we had a lot of equipment, didn't we? That wasn't, yeah, I mean, James some, um, does the equipment. Yeah, we had some great responses immediately on the technical equipment. Uh, we had some well, immediate responses on the spirit box and the thermal kit that we use. Um, and also our EMF meter, they all sort of detected activity. Um, you know I'm a big tech head, I'm going to be interested in the tech. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's what I do, that's my side of West Coast, um, and obviously working alongside the team, and it, it's it's great, it's exciting, and you know, it's, it's something that I love to be involved in. So, we, well actually, do you know what, I was going to put, I was going to go straight to Nico and Vins with Am I Wrong, but actually I'm not because um, Pure West Radio have a giveaway on this week. Um, they're giving away uh, family passes to Folly Farm, if I could find it. Um, it's up there somewhere. But in, in celebration of that, <laughs> this is one for Folly Farm, because I know the penguins are really, really popular up at Folly Farm, they are with my kids anyway. Uh, but tourists flocking to Guishan Zoo in southern China to see extremely rare penguins from the South Pole were furious to find that the birds were actually inflatable toys oh, and wow. that the only animals there were actually chickens, ducks and a tortoise. Wow. They were only charged pound sixty to get in there. <laughs> so there you go. Was that wrong? Is Nico wrong? Let's find out from Nico. <laughs>
Listen live at purewestradio.com. 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we at. Who knows where this road is supposed to I guess what was meant to be, I'm talking about penguins, um, also in the news this week, um, if you're over in Felixstowe, it's hardly Pembrokeshire, but you never know, um, Felixstowe, Suffolk, um, we now have Britain's first colony of native penguins, five Magellanic, I suppose they're Magellan penguins, all adults and apparently all healthy, um, have moved in onto the beach opposite the spa pavilion. <laughs> Apparently they hitched a ride on a container ship from the Falkland Islands and uh, set up camp in Felix though. So there we are. That's all a bit strange. Oh and I have a I do have um also while I'm here, if you remember last week we had um Greg Hardman, who is the lead investigator of Pembrokeshire's newest paranormal group or newest public paranormal group because uh, we discovered that they um have been hiding in the club closet since two thousand sixteen. Uh, Pembrokeshire Ghost Club and um, they're looking for to recruit new members to be trained up as paranormal investigators and this is the list of what they're looking for so if you are this person 
the contact details in a moment. They are looking for a person who is honest and has good integrity, who can work as a team member, has a strong interest in paranormal research, is open-minded with a healthy dose of scepticism, own transport is necessary, oh, and an interest in photography, videography, sound equipment would be a bonus but is not necessary and they continue in their ad although then they are a ghost club they also look into ufos and big cat sightings there was a big cat in our garden last night it took all of the um, food we put out for the badger um, and have close connections with national uh, organizations such as the association for the scientific study of anomalous phenomena the society for psychical research and the british ufo research association and if you're interested in becoming a trainee investigator with Pembrokeshire's, uh, the Pembrokeshire Ghost Club, then it's pembrokeshireghostclub at gmail.com. And uh, we go now to a favourite of mine and a favourite of the listeners because um, we're up to episode six of The Teller of Curious Tales. Lynn, you, you may not have uh, been aware of this. We, I bought some radio scripts uh, dating back to the 1950s from an American AM station. Oh, okay. Um, to the, and it, there was a show called The Teller of Curious Tales. And so I had a friend who works in radio yeah. um, at no expense whatsoever <laughs> uh, to record, re-record these original typewritten yeah. scripts. And uh, they're called, it's called the, episode, uh, the Teller of Curious Tales. And um, they were actually recorded for the show I do uh, tomorrow night on American yeah. Radio Ghost Chronicles International. Hence, um, we can't unrecord them. So yeah. there's a, a, a nice little plug there for Ghost Chronicles International, which is also available to listen to tomorrow night. Um, so we continue on with episode six of the teller of curious cells and i think the teller might be joining us in the studio next week tonight i the teller of curious tales open my book once again and bring you strange and unusual stories. True stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Listen to the teller of curious tales. This is the story of a spy in the ranks of the Confederate Army. Not a great spy, not a man of super-intelligence who outwitted the enemy at every turn, but just a loyal, courageous southern boy of twenty-one. He belonged to Coleman's scouts. Coleman was the super-spy, and this boy, Sam Davis, was just one of his least promising assistants. In October 1863, Coleman and Davis found themselves in Nashville, which had fallen to the Federal Armies a few weeks before. They had a complete map of the fortifications in their possession, along with a list of the Northern troops and their positions, which Confederate General Bragg could use to his advantage. Young Sam Davis was selected to carry them through a hundred miles of hostile country to Chattanooga. Wearing a faded Federal uniform, 
Sam rolled boldly and leisurely through the enemy country. When he was stopped, he told his questioners that he was a federal soldier looking for his regiment. With only one day between him and his goal, he met a troop of the 7th Kansas Cavalry. They didn't believe his story, took him back to their headquarters at Pulaski and threw him into the county jail. He was locked up with about 20 other suspicious characters, among them a tall man with a short brown beard, his superior officer, Captain Coleman. Not a shadow of recognition passed between them. Neither acted as though he had ever seen the other before. A guard conducted Sam to headquarters, where he was questioned by General Dodge, the Federal commander. Sam had been captured in a Federal uniform, with dispatches addressed to General Bragg, hidden in his hose. If this wasn't the perfect description of a spy, I never heard one. Sam offered no defence. General Dodge liked Sam. He was a fine, upstanding young man with a pleasant smile. So he offered Sam his life, if he would tell where Captain Coleman could be found. Sam smiled and said nothing. So he was taken back to the other men, including the tall man with the short brown beard who was being detained on suspicion. For three days, General Dodge sent officers to question Sam. It proved useless, and a court-martial sentenced him to suffer death by hanging. Next morning, he left the jail cell, climbed aboard a wagon, sat in his own coffin, and was driven to the scaffold. Here, one last effort was made to get him to betray the whereabouts of Captain Coleman. He looked his questioner in the eye and said, How long have I got to live, sir? When the captain told him 15 minutes, he asked for a pencil and a piece of paper and wrote his mother the following. Dear mother, I have 15 minutes to live and will spend them writing to you. I don't want you to grieve after me. I don't only feel that I am doing my country's bidding, but that all heaven is sanctioning the act I am about to take. I have asked the chaplain to sing, On Jordan's stormy banks I stand, and cast a wistful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land, where my possessions lie. The federal captain said that the time was up and turned away. Sam Davis faced the provost marshal. I am ready, sir, he said. And so a brave boy went to his doom that another man might live. The tall man with the short brown beard was put aboard a train bound for an internment camp in Chicago, but he never reached that city. Somewhere en route he escaped, and soon after bobbed up again in the vicinity of Knoxville, this time known only as Dr. Shaw. The gong strikes. My time is up. On my next visit, 
I'll bring you other stories, curious tales, strange beliefs. The teller of curious tales has closed his book and about to go on his way. I'll be back again on Ghost Chronicles International with more strange stories. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the teller of curious tales for episode six, and inevitably next week will be episode seven if I keep them in sequence and don't screw up. We're all worrying in the studio tonight because my guest uh, tonight on the West Files is Lynn Cheryl Perfect and James, whose surname I've already forgotten. Uh, yeah, it's James Devonald. James Devonald, yeah, nice who is the tech name. guy for um, West Coast Paranormal Investigators and we'll be talking, in fact, no, we'll we'll be talking with them right now. So good evening, officially, because now is about the time you were probably coming in if you hadn't. <laughs> good evening, Steve. Thank you so issues. much for being patient. Yeah, thank you. I was just killing time. <laughs> so West Coast Paranormal, first of all, how long? Uh, we started up, must be about, oh, going back, well, West Coast Paranormal Investigators, they were founded by Darren Barnes, and uh, he was up and running for some time, but basically the story from that was that I'd gone down to Showboat Studios to do uh, an interview, um, just about my own business, mediumship, healing, etc., 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 and uh, to go out as one of their adverts, and through the conversation I was linking in and so forth, so they offered me um, a series and so what we did is as I was uh, linking in, um, I, they, we did um, a paranormal series, went down to the studio, we were able to pick up on the energies there with my students who come to my development circle. Mm -hmm. And so from that we decided uh, that there would be a paranormal show uh, rather than just me working on my own, um, doing you know messages and so forth. Because um, we were going to have two but then it, we, we kind of like... Um, dissolved it into one because of me being self-employed etc so yeah so we did that and that worked really well but obviously I know nothing about the technical side of things uh, right. so yeah hence all the help that I get here at POS Radio <laughs> you don't need to know the technical <laughs> things so, and you have Emma, a direct line don't you uh, yeah so <laughs> basically what had happened is uh, we I got in touch with uh, just looked online um, Darren was there with the telephone number because I talk much better on the phone than mm. I do text and an email and so forth so yeah I gave him a call and um, WCPI was already up and running and we just basically joined and then he did the technical side uh, myself and my students uh, went in to do the investigating side right. and we just went around to different locations filming with Showbo uh, John and Max yeah which was absolutely great and we've, now, we've done our three series I was going to say you're up to series three now we're now back to start well, we've already started filming now for our series four, which is Paranormality. So yeah, that's, that's got a new. You're catching up with Most Haunted here. <laughs> we we kind of like work on a, a different level, <laughs> a different vibration. Yeah, yeah. Because they're up to series. Um, oh gosh, I was in series six. So I think they're up to series twelve or fourteen. Yeah. Now. Well, what we did was or you started. Is it Most Haunted Mark Two. We started off with um, Beyond the Realm and we did that as series one. And then we did um, Beyond the Realm Bite Size with Chris Bevan, who mm -hmm. does um, is also here at POS. Uh, so we did the, the Bite Size um, episodes. They went out on YouTube. And then we started to film again then for Beyond the Realm and our second series. And then we've done our third series. So now what we're doing, we've got a di bit of a different spin on it, haven't we, James? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Beyond the Realm, although it hasn't run its course, uh, you know, as part of 
know, us growing with Showboat TV, we're looking at introducing some some extra things into the episodes and into the live feedbacks that we also do then on a Monday night with Showboat. Um, hence then the, the change of of name because it's going to be slightly different. We've adjusted the name to Paranormality Series One, mm-hmm. uh, which we have started pre-recording for. So yeah. How long does each episode last then? Uh, usually about an hour, Steve, because what we find is that because they have the series three was live and interactive as mm-hmm. well. Uh, what we did was as we had as we were at the location, we're actually live there and then and interactive with the viewers as well. And I know that we had about I was it thirty four thousand viewers, something like that, yeah, within the we first had, uh, series of watching. Low, low uh, numbers. Yeah, so it's great interaction all over the world, um, which goes out as we said on a on a Monday night. So what we've done now is with paranormality moving up and for it to grow and expand we're also going to bring in the historical side of things mm-hmm. with regards to a venue now obviously I know you'll be more than well aware that when it comes to energy it doesn't necessarily have to come from the building it can come from the air it can come from what needs to be done at that moment in time so yeah we're working on another level we'll also be doing more of the technical side I also do a bit of the linking in as well with mm-hmm. some of the viewers and so forth so yeah we're just expanding uh, with the paranormality which is absolutely great we've got such great support from you know all the viewers as well which is absolutely brilliant and and uh, they're very interactive with us on Facebook. You, how, how are you finding um, locations in West Wales? I mean, are you going further than Pembrokeshire? Because inevitably you, you are going to, or, or are you staying We already in, have, yeah. Or are you yeah. sort of focusing on perhaps two or three key locations and revisiting them to follow the, the development of the investigation? What we've done is we've actually done both because when we had um, Beyond the Realm, we did the bite size. We actually went to... Uh, certain locations uh, within the Pembrokeshire area and we found that there was a lot of energy there so the bite-sized ones mm-hmm. they were only like 20 minute 30 minutes episodes so then what we did is when we come to Beyond the Realm whether it be series one two or three what we actually did is with they are more hour series more hour episodes so what we did is some of the locations we did go back to mm-hmm. and uh, because there's more information there to be to be shown really and in the, in the information that we were picking up so, yeah, um, we go all over, really. We've been to Cardiff, we've been to Gwilly Railway Station. Haven't yeah, we? I mean, you know, for us, I think it's a case of we, we go where people feel we're needed. Yeah. Do you, I, I noticed looking at the team photograph uh, over the weekend, mm. um, James, I mean, in addition to the tech guy, uh, being the tech uh, tech guy for the team, is that, yeah, is that yeah, the title? Right, yeah, um, You're also one of the very few guys in the team anyway yeah it does I think, seem to be um, a predominantly female team. yeah it well i think it is it's a problem a predominantly female team i mean there's it? a lot of issues about gender in the media at the moment um and that you know that covers in, into my area of parapsychology you know there are people saying oh there are no female parapsychologists when in actual fact um there are an awful lot and always have been an awful lot of females involved in psychical research parapsychology mm. and paranormal research but do you find that there are gender differences uh, when it comes to investigating? Um, for myself, there's because with regards to WCPR, obviously they're all volunteers. They give of their time freely, you know. And so what we found is that members of my development circle, because that's all part of the team anyway, um, the ones that are more available, they're the ones who come on the investigation. Mm-hmm. So we've got the likes at this moment in time. We've got Karen. Uh, we've also got uh, Ken. Uh, there's also myself. There's also Michelle. She's another real prominent and active member of WCPI. So some people have moved away over the 
else because we've been running for about mm, must be over a year isn't it so yeah, because we've been running yeah. for such a long time now people some people have moved there's been a lot of things that have come into play so at the moment it's equal isn't it with I think with so us, yeah well, there's you know with the male and the female for yeah, us I think. I think I think there's a nice split actually yeah the there is at the moment yeah but in the past certainly with regards to the investigators there was yeah yeah there was more female prominent mm. you see I the reason I ask is because I mean are there are there differences we, well, we're coming up to a, a song in a minute but are there differences between the way that males and females approach the paranormal I mean are are the men more skeptical or are they as I find sometimes more uh, uh, putting on a brave face I think is probably a better description of, because the, the the male you know male investigators or men on investigations that I've seen don't want to appear to be frightened or scared mm. or um, you know seem to be shaken by their yeah. experiences whereas yeah. the females tend to be much more accepting and much more open to the experience that they have I think what the difference is with um, where the angle that we're coming from is that we're in, we're an evolution uh, group. So what we're doing is we're developing ourselves with regards to our body, mind, and spirit. So it's within our own selves as we do our own self development that, regardless of gender, that really doesn't make any difference with us. It's just our own evolution, basically, on how we, you know, develop our mind, develop our energy, develop with regards to the feeling body and so forth. So I think that's where we come from. We're not the, the investigators aren't coming from a space of fear; they're coming from a space of love. So for us, um, in our development and our learning from just through meditation and our own evolution, is that um, fear. And I've said it so many times: it's false evidence appearing real. So when we heal our lower emotions, our hurt, our pain, our anger, our sadness, our fear, we can then reside in unconditional love, and we can see through the eyes of love. And I, I think that's one of the differences, because of the the level and you know the space that we're working from, Steve. Yeah. Well, after um, George Michael, I think with uh, with who's going to give us a curless a curf a curless whisper. I think that's a perfect time to link on to EVPs. It's a beautiful song. <laughs>
on that song go on well, a lot of them do that though anyway that's just music for you we're all a bit worried tonight because um james has discovered he's got a squeaky desk <laughs> i've got a squeaky <laughs> chair and i'm just squeaky yeah. squeaky clean <laughs> it's arthritis dear it's arthritis so yeah we, we actually curlis whisper is the perfect to move away from the spiritual to the technical side of the electronic voice phenomenon and we've already tried this on the westfall we turned the faders down on the first show and said nothing and <laughs> invited spirit to talk to us well we might as well have done um needless to say nothing no results um is electronic voice phenomena which is i mean first of all for those that there will be listeners who don't know what it is and we're all going to be using this technical jargon evp and emf and so yeah. electronic voice phenomena um 
what is it? Uh, well, for me, it's not something that we sort of use an awful lot of at West Coast. Um, but what it is, it's it's a recording device which allows energy or spirit to well make themselves heard really over you know this electronic voice voice device. Um, it's not something like I say we use an awful lot of because we're not working at that level. We're working at the level we were coming in and we're linking in you know our, with Lynn and her team then of the development circle they they link in and they tell the story mm -hmm. whereas our equipment although it's but you mentioned the spirit box earlier yeah we, we use a spirit box yeah is but that a form of EVP it's or are you using it have you developed a different method the way the way it? we use it we use it as it's it's there for any spirit or any energy mm -hmm. to use if they so wish right. um, rather than going in and asking them to communicate with us through okay. through any of the devices we use them purely as a backup really to I so it's being used guys. in a more passive way yeah absolutely because it's the traditional way is you set it up and you yeah you say, and is you, there anybody you ask, wants yeah to absolutely that's that's, that's not the way that we use our equipment no. um you know we we open up our equipment for energy or spirit to use and to come through to us if they so wish yeah. mm -hmm. it's not something that we encourage them to do it we leave it completely down to them and like you say, if, if they which wish, uh, I mean, this is it. This is uh, for my because I'm curious. Um, and which of the particular spirit boxes have you settled on? Because there's quite a, a selection nowadays. Isn't yeah, there? yeah. Um, all, all competing to be and saying we are the very <laughs> best one. You know. Yeah, we we use the um, the PSB eleven. Oh, the eleven. Yeah. Oh, that's up market. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the absolute. That's the one with the twin. That's the one the, with the, the twin. Red, yeah, yeah twin and all the lights. Yeah, yeah. And obviously got the temperature variances as well on that. Uh, forward and reverse sweeps, and we can obviously paying you well on show back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's be eleven. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a purchase out of my own back pocket. If so. you want to know what we're talking about, it's the PSB eleven Spirit Box, and you can Google it and then see how much they spent on it. <laughs> um, I think I think what we do um, with West Coast Paranormal Investigators is that we're interacting with all the viewers, with the general public, so that they can develop their selves. So that's the space that we're kind of like coming mm -hmm. from. So so sh I'm showing people, as of the team, how to use the feeling body. So really what we're doing is we're using ourselves as the technical equipment. So just mm -hmm. like you see the sky above and it's beautiful and blue, we're seeing with our mind, we're feeling with our body, we're using our senses um, at all degrees and on all levels so that we can feel, so that we know what we're getting coming in. So if I give an example of that, Steve, if I can. Um, for instance, like everybody has a left, they have a right. So we start to look at whether we, um, every, we have obviously in a spirituality level we have um, a male side a masculine side so whichever is the more um, gentler side the the feminine side we would that might possibly be the left for some people maybe it might be the right but as we look at the left and the right which is stronger which is more gentler that's when we feel which side we feel drawn to and then as the investigators start to sense that more so they have a lady with them or a gentleman with them then we can start are they taller or are they shorter are they bigger or are they smaller we're going to the feeling body and then we start feeling the ailments within the body and that's how the information's coming through right. um, as well as obviously the thoughts that come into their mind um, clear audience what they hear uh, clairvoyance what they see uh, clear cognizance what they think all of these things that we're developing together with the viewers who are interacting with us so that we can get how, a different how do the viewers interact 
Um, what we're doing is as it goes out on Showboat, uh, it also goes out live streamed on Facebook. Okay. And so people can interact and they say what they pick up. So I'm actually showing them right. live what they can do. Or if it is a pre-recorded um, episode, that doesn't make any difference at all because we're still linking in with the energy. So what we do is we go, we do a live feed before the show on Facebook. It then gets streamed out on uh, Showboat as well as then Facebook and then we do um, a live feed straight afterwards and we talk about what you know. It's a very different approach from the traditional media uh, uh, way of doing um, ghost investigation because you are essentially investigating Mm. the location but you're doing it in, in in a way that's almost totally spiritual. With, a, with, a, with the equipment being Evolution. there playing very much a supporting role yeah absolutely. absolutely it is a supporting role you know I think for us we don't go in trying to um, you know trying to obviously we try and provide evidence for the viewers but we we know that it exists it's our job to go in and let that story reveal itself the story of why it exists in that location why does it exist why let it reveal itself that's what we do and that's the aim that we I go in with but what what happens when you encounter c- examples where um, of simple misperception where the apparent phenomena the person was experiencing has a normal or mundane explanation that isn't paranormal uh, well when you connect to the feeling body you'd be picking that up anyway so say for instance because we're linking in now using our mind so we're coming from a space of evolution we're not coming from a space of physicality we're coming from a spiritual aspect so I think that's where the difference comes in with um, because there's so many people out there now Steve that are so awake with regards to energy and energy shifts of mother earth and having that awareness you know connecting to their own growth and self development and healing on, on a deep level so because because people are awakening to that energy they're actually needing something a little bit more and that's what we're providing so where every paranormal group is assisting anybody in that space of evolution we're coming in at the different end um, if you want to call it the market whichever we're coming in at a different end to be able to assist those that are already awakened um, and, and that's that's what we find and there's so many people out there that are needing that and that's what we're there for what about those I mean there are people who are genuinely disturbed by their experiences and want rid they want it stopped um, does West Coast Paranormal Investigation perform clearances absolutely exorcisms? and what we do is because we come in from a space of love we don't see it from a negative perception so just using as an example if there was a gentleman um, that was angry and he was in um, a location at some degree and that was frightening to the, the resident then to me that would show me because of self-development if it's triggered something within them say it's triggered their own fear that shows us ourselves that we haven't healed that space of fear that emotion of fear within inside of ourselves and that could come from childhood it can come from past lives it can come through lack of knowledge you know perception is absolutely massive and balances as well so that's what we come from so if I went into a location and there was a, a spirit energy there that was angry I would be compassionate I would be empathic to him and I would link in to him to find out what his reasons are so rather than persecute him or or punish him which isn't the space that we come from at all we're coming from love I would link into him and I would see why he would be angry now maybe that spirit energy maybe he might have had experiences in his own life that enabled him to feel those emotions and so what we do is we go in with love he can then aid in coming closer to us and then what we would do is we would assist in him being able to find that space of peace calm and tranquility and his space of home that is what we would do because we're, we're resonating in love unconditional love so th- there is nothing to be fearful of at all and on the subject of feelings um, 
Well, we'll have to have a song. We'll have Geraldine Hunt with Can't Fake the Feeling. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> I know you can hear me over here. 
on a bit, wasn't it? Our guest tonight on the West Files is uh, Lynn Cheryl Perfect and James Devonold, the tech guy from West Coast Paranormal Investigators, not investigations. I can check because um, they, they've got their We've team got uniforms on. on. We yeah. have indeed. I mean, people that know me know I've I've always I've got a thing about uniforms and. Are they really important to a paranormal team? Do you really need the the logoed no, fleece and the, not and at the all. flight uh, flight cases? No, not at all. Apart from obviously when you're making the television shows, because then you have an identity. Yeah. Um, but I notice all teams do it. Yeah, I think the reason that um, we did it really because we've got our names on it. As you can see, I've got Lynn, spiritual development tutor, and all the investigators. It's so that we could remember who each other was. Really, to be honest with you, Steve, <coughs> that's what our uh, t-shirts are for. <laughs> How many is in the team? Uh, actually, there was there was about twelve, <laughs> but I said at the moment there's about four active at the moment, isn't there? Four or five active, um, is there? Because of work yeah, commitments, five, like five, I, maybe six active, yeah, yeah, because they all give their time. I always freely. write the team names on the back of my hand. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> it works for me. Yeah, but the, it is. Um, you know, I've always said you know, there are two things that you know a paranormal group needs: flight cases and a uniform. Mm. And that seems to be a common feature. Um, I like the flight cases, actually. Well, flight case. I mean, yeah, I like the that. flight cases are a status symbol uh, with with paranormal groups. You see them rocking up to investigations with, you know, all the fli uh, flight cases full yeah. of the tech. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they get that from their American counterparts in Taps, who've now gone to turning up at the location in a fleet of um, big pickup trucks i have to say that if i had a flight case you'd find me at the airport <laughs> <laughs> oh well on to the equipment well back to the equipment anyway because we were talking about evp before we got somewhat distracted by the sliders we had a good old play with the sliders uh, during that uh, song can't fake the feeling but you can fake the sliders she's gone now anyway geraldine bless her um other other tech uh, do you because you said that you um you're PSB 11 spirit yeah. box also records temperature so is temperature something that you focus on no it's not something that we uh, that we, we, we tend to focus on it's just there as an added element to the device that we use um, so know, did, was that, I mean was that influential in buying the device no no it was just an added not. yeah it was just an added bonus, an added to, bonus to do the you device. find that the temperature changes during investigations uh, we, we do yeah we, we we find we find that we feel a lot of temperature drops. I think, don't we? Yeah, you know, I think so I think that's the, that's the difference when we because when people talk about paranormal investigations, everybody's got their own, I guess, view on it in which angle that they're coming on from, you know, um, and which space uh, in their own evolution. You know, I mean, you, you get like we said, you, you get the TV programs, absolutely brilliant. You know, for people who are in that space of evolution, what we're doing is we're coming in and we're working, as I said before, we're working with the feeling body. So straight away, we can feel the temperature drop because we're sensitive so that's what we've done we, we've learned to develop ourselves to that space of evolution and that space of being so we're aware of everything that's just going on in our environment mentally emotionally physically on a spiritual level all of those energies mm -hmm. um, we can feel so you've got your thought going to the temperature drop and it's those two that link together to come up with the answer so any medium or anyone who's sensitive to energies they'll understand um, exactly how it works people who are not open to that and haven't touched on that space of being within themselves obviously wouldn't know and they may go back to you know more of the physical technical equipment maybe and i suppose that if you are afflicted by or affected by the energy in in some way or another then we can always ask taylor swift for some advice and no doubt she'd tell us to shake it off i see i'm too 